Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. A howdy, a howdy, a howdy. It's episode nine of the Bama Geeks podcast. Hope you are doing extremely well. We thank you so much again for joining us. I'm Brock Parker and my co-hosts, my BFFs, one wife, because <laughs> one that, that's how I roll. Extreme BFF. Yes. <laughs> Not into the polygamy. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Off to a good start. Yeah. I'm Kevin. Hi. I am the wife. I'm Jessica. And hi, it's me, Bo. <laughs> okay. So there we go. So, yeah. So thanks so much for joining us. We are enjoying uh, another wonderful Sunday night together here on Zoom. One day you can join us. I have boxes in the corner. I have a box with a dryer motor in it sitting next to me. You don't need to see that. That's not fun content. That is work later. (laughs) It could be fun content if we made a story about it. I'm going to be the one putting it in. You don't want to see that. Okay. That that that's, that's fair some, enough. That's some amateur handyman stuff that, you know, I may come back with burn marks on my hand from sticking the screwdriver, you know, because you know, I don't know, plug it first or hit a capacitor or something. <laughs> Who knows? He's no Maytag man. I am not. I am not calling for he is a man powered by YouTube videos. <laughs> exactly. That's I found true. I found a fifteen minute YouTube video on how to change out this dryer motor, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I that's how I replace the motors. And uh, my ex-wife's car windows, you know, and a couple of other things. It's how I fixed her mom's car. Her yeah. uh, the, the latch on the interior door was broken. YouTube can be a wonderful thing. Yeah, that was, this that was episode cool. sponsored by YouTube. We wish. <laughs> Hi, Google. <laughs> okay, Google. Sponsor Bama Geeks. I tell you, I do have a Google speaker, and I've told it to play our episodes and play it. So, hey, yeah. it knows who we are, at least. For all of our <laughs> listeners, do you realize that you can... Allow your Amazon or Google devices to play our podcast at any moment. Yes, you can. (laughs) And by the way, if you just need to find a place to find our podcast, they're everywhere. Every podcatcher you've got. Well, maybe uh, there may be a few not on the list, but the big ones, you got your iTunes, you got Google, you got Spotify. We're out there. We're on YouTube. We just don't have the Mm -hmm. video part of it, but we will get there. And uh, since we're plugging where you can find us. Before we get into uh, this episode's content, hit us up at Bama Geeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and join the conversation. We we had a uh, we finally released the trailer that got or uh, well, not the trailer, but the section of the movie that that caused a ruckus last time. 
Oh my! Mac and me in the gas station blowing up. <laughs> so we we posted that to the socials and got some good reactions oh. off that. So, all right, what are we doing this episode? Well, I want to find out what everybody's been up to. Kevin and Bo, what have you guys been up to for the last couple of weeks? Because the Parkers were on vacation in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for a week, and we disconnected from pretty much everybody and everything. But uh, we did do some geeky things while we were on vacation. We'll tell you about that. Kevin saw Black Widow. Jess and I yeah. saw Black Widow right after lunch today. And, and guess who hasn't seen it? Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 hmm, I wonder. But, but we are going to be extremely nice to Bo. We haven't told uh, him anything I- about Black Widow. We're not going to tell you anything spoilerish about Black Widow. We will touch upon some very minute details that have nothing to do with the plot, nothing to do with the MCU. We're just going to give you our thoughts on it. So whoa, not- whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. That? Wait, wait, wait. Before this, we we agreed that we were going to talk about the musical number that happens about three quarters of the way through the movie. Oh, snap. Why, why weren't we going to do that? <laughs> you know, it's, it's so good to see Chris Evans back. It really is. Star yeah. Spangled Man with the plan. Reprise. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. I didn't realize he could sing so well. Oh, so. He, he's a man of many talents. Yeah. Tell me about the mini Pearl cameo was very, very exciting, though. Hey, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we're not going to spoil anything on Black Widow. We promise we will not spoil anything, but we will give you our thoughts on it. And then we are going to spoil Loki, as we always do. That's going to come up at the very end of the episode. So you're forewarned. You can bail if you haven't seen the last Episode four and five. Yep. Because by the time this airs, it will be the finale. Yeah. Yeah. This this episode of, of the podcast should release on the finale day for mm-hmm. Loki. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the two episodes prior to it. Mm-hmm. And I actually have them fresh on my mind. We rewatched them today after we got home from seeing Black Widow. So that's what we're gonna talk about on this podcast. So Kevin Bo. Let's start off with you guys. What's been going on the last two weeks? We haven't really been in touch. Uh, not pretty much with me. Like I said, I am, uh, I guess, between fatherhood and working. That's a bit about my, the excitement for me. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I want to say the fourth had passed since the last time we um, mm-hmm. recorded. So, of course, in good fatherly fashion, I got plenty of fireworks for me and my son to uh, have fun with the neighborhood. He got introduced to the little the little snap pop things, you know. Yeah. Oh, nice. Those mm-hmm. pops. So, so apparently now I have he now he has a new addiction. <laughs> Did you teach him to uh, pinch it in his fingers? I, I didn't want to get too cautious because uh, sometimes things are awesome with him, then sometimes they're not. So <laughs> you know, children can be. So that's fair. I didn't I didn't want to you know ruin the evening right out the gate. So, <laughs> but at, at least you have a nurse in the family; she could handle things like that. I want you to know. I want you to know, anyone who uh, listens that are probably married to someone in the medical field. Let me tell you something. Their sympathy for your injuries and stuff is about that much because their customer service is giving it their employer. That's true. They're, yeah. They got to save I mean, it all for having that good bedside manner at work. <laughs> yes. Like, they, you know, <laughs> if it had been me and like a firecracker blew my hand off, it would have been, you know, walk it off. You'll be all right. You know, you're not dying. So you're good. Kind of like your you know, your parents used to be. Oh, you'll be fine. Well, Kevin can vouch for it. He's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah she, 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 she told me, or uh, my girlfriend told me early on, she said, 
it's not going to be like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, okay then. I don't get a payday for your injuries and your sickness. Yeah, but beyond that, also I've been still slowly uh, working away at the legendary edition of Mass Effect. I've been playing on it. I'm about quarter way into Mass Effect Two, which is my favorite of the trilogy, but it's good. And beyond that, I'm in my obsession with old commercials, which I will tell you, my mother gave me an old VHS tape that has uh, some of my father on it to show Oliver. My father passed when I was younger, so that's now we have a way to show my dad. Oh, okay. But on top oh. of it, it has my eighth and ninth birthday on it. Where oh. I am, I am wearing an Alf shirt in my eighth birthday yes. while we're getting some real Ghostbuster toys. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to get a screen capture and I'll send it to you guys. And if you want to share it, share it. Please and do. Then on to- and on top of that, at the very end of this VHS tape, there's a recording of when NBC did a airing of Swiss Family Robinson, which movie was cool. But I watched all the old commercials, and one of the best commercials was for the bro- network broadcast premiere of Return of the Jedi. Oh, that was one of the that was one of the cool commercials. It was. I'm going to try to edit it out and eventually oh, get all nice. the old commercials. So, but beyond that, that's that's hey. my wild experience, <laughs> dude. That's awesome, man. Old hall movies well, are great. We've got a working VCR, yeah. which we're going to touch on that in just a few minutes. And I've I've got so many old videotapes and storage. I've got to bust out and try to find some old things from high school. Yeah, it's it's I, that's what I've been doing. I've been converting a bunch of old tapes. My mom's been going through clearing out stuff because she's just getting rid of other things. And I have like camcorder VHS stuff from me in high school and marching band mm-hmm. and all kinds of fun stuff. So that's been my other thing when I get time to do it. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Kev? What's been up, man? So I'm I'm kind of uh, regretting not going first now because I don't know how I could follow that up. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. I've been working on um, kind of slowly working on. I kind of split it out a little bit, but I'm working on getting my uh, Ghostbusters finally. You can ask these guys. Yeah. Um, I've been we've we've been in the same group forever since before Jessica, and I have had a Rothko uh, Ghostbusters um, jumpsuit and all the stuff, and I have never built anything like I've got the belt. But now I'm actually diving into actually building the full Ghostbusters costume, the, mm-hmm. the proton pack. I've had this stuff forever. I've just never done it or put it together. Um, so I've been kind of slowly working on that and then just doing the boring homeowner things of, uh, you know, maintaining the house and finally getting the uh, my lawnmower into the backyard and uh, posted up some some, po- some pictures of that on social media um, that, you know, this this house that I bought in uh, I live in a, a little town called Childersburg. And uh, this this house that I bought, um, ha- it was fully wooded when I first bought it uh, behind the house. And uh, uh, not uh, not too long ago, I had about 15 trees taken out of the backyard to open it up so that I could actually have a usable backyard instead of a haunted forest. <laughs> um, and now it's finally starting to get grass growing. So you, you you know the meme where you've got like the dad standing by his by his lawn going, yeah, that's me now. <laughs> I, I just stand on my deck and go, look at what I did. I put this grass seed down. It grew at my command. I am a god. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> uh, oh so I, I, I'm here to tell you that I'm 41 now. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, just uh, between that and work, you know, I can uh, relate there to Bo on that. Um, between that and work, it's been... Uh, uh, doing doing homeowner things and uh, do, and squeezing cosplay creation in there where I can. My goal is to get that thing done by the time we have Ghostbusters Afterlife. So awesome, yeah. And for those of you not familiar, he he mentioned a Rothko flight suit. Yeah, the official flight suits are they were made by uh, Gibson and Barnes. They're made of ripstop khaki fabric. 
So khaki is the appropriate color for all the Ghostbusters 1 flight suits. Well, Rothko looks like if you're dehydrated and try to pee. <laughs> it's that color. Yep. <laughs> I will I will say there are some folks in the community who argue that the flight suits are somewhat gray, but I mean, you know, that's just you know, because just because Casey Kasem I know. mentioned the boys in gray were dancing the night away. Mm-hmm. No, they were not in gray. <laughs> they were Gibson and Barnes ripstop fabric khaki. What if Casey Kasem was colorblind? So, I, mean, I think somebody just gave him the wrong script to read. I've always heard there's been the debate. Some people say the boys in grace or some kind of weird, like they misheard it. But I think that the caption does say great on it. Hmm. I have to rewatch. It. I haven't watched it with the caption in forever. Yeah. And I, I should, because I, I watch everything so, with closed caption now. <laughs> so the reason, <laughs> that, the reason that I mentioned um, Rothko in, was that it's, it's probably overall one of the more inaccurate ones you can get. Yeah. It's so, more yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more yellow. It's like what Brock said is, is you, in pictures, in previous pictures I've had, you can definitely tell a difference because I would have a Rothko on, and then you know Bo would be wearing um, one of the, the. I think you got a true yeah, spec, no, right? No mix, no mix. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm upgraded to a true spec. So you know, yay for me. And we're, it's be and, awesome. and we're not costume shaming nobody. Nobody, no. you know, like just, you know, no. what just, you do is make you happy. Yeah, we're, we're giving you a description of the color of Rothkos. Yeah. yeah. So if you are a Ghostbuster costumer and you do have a Rothko. This is the only time I'll ever beg you to upgrade because the Rothkos look bad. I will say there's some really good flight suits, though. Rothkos are amazingly good flight suits. I've seen the people use other colors. They're lightweight. They're cool. They're just the wrong color. So most most Ghostbusters costumers go with true spec or no mechs. I have a true spec. Because it has pockets. I was about to say. But what was funny is that uh, remember when I got mine... And I had to go have it altered because, you know, the feet, my legs were not uh, as long as the uh, flight suit. So I had to go have that one altered just a little bit. And yeah. it still drags a little bit. So yeah, I'm sure. I like my, I miss, I like my Nova Max, but I do miss the, the, the true spec has awesome like side zippers where your mm-hmm. pockets would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really miss those. That's one of the few things I do miss from my true spec. You know, it's like when we get the dress and we realize it has pockets. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now we know what you ladies are talking about. That's right. <laughs> Don't you guys love it when we go off script? Um, <laughs> we start just talking about whatever. Hey, that's the best content sometimes. <laughs> it, it's kind of like when you take pictures. Jess doesn't understand how much or, or to the extent of why I love candid photos. I mean, post pictures, everybody's smiling and nice are good. But I love catching those candid photos where the person does not really know you're taking the picture and you get their natural, real expressions on their faces or, you know, those are the best shots. I love candid shots more than anything. Especially in in today's modern, modern age where, you know, used to, you know, now you can take a picture. Phone doesn't make a sound or whatever. You know, back in the day, you try to get a candid picture. It's click. Then (laughs) then you get. Yeah. If you got the DSLR. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you took my picture. Well, too late. Now we'll know stealth. what it looks like in three weeks. Yeah, no, no, no. It was yeah. It was like oh, oh, too late. And then they grab it from me and pull the film out. Uh, yeah. The camera. <laughs> One hour photo, Walmart photo center. Oh man, that was yeah. But the they went from like a week or you know, weekend or a week to one hour. That was huge. Yeah, yeah. And yes, kids, back in our day, yeah. Whenever you created uh, content. Um, and you used a still camera, you had to take that film to a location, 
get it developed by a process and then you would get it back later on. And, and this was even before one hour photo. So. <laughs> and hope that the picture turned out. I was yeah. about to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was none of this. Oh, let me take another one. Let me look. Oh, let me take another one. Nope. You had to go on that and hope for the best. <laughs> and they were usually garbage. So yeah. yes. you. And the thing is, is you paid for garbage. So yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, like, oh, oops, a positive thing about Walmart. When you did go to Walmart and you did get them after the, after you got them developed if there were some garbage ones like the film you know you had those yellow yeah. and orange streaks in them or whatever else they would take those and not charge you for them after a, a period of time so whoa, whoa 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 did brock just say something positive about walmart look it happens but it happens. kmart did it too so that's fine yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully the photo booth that the libyans crashed into in back to the future hopefully yeah. that did it too Yes, I think they probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably not after that. They had to get new equipment. (laughs) They're going to charge for everything to replace it. Anyway, tangents everywhere. (laughs) So, what have you guys? We just uh, branched off this sacred timeline there, didn't we? Oh, hey. (laughs) Spoilers. Um, Brock, Jessica, what have you guys been up to? Nothing. Okay. So we went on a, on a little trip. Uh, we, we left out July 3rd to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. First time I had been to Myrtle Beach in 21 years. Jess had never been on the eastern side of Atlanta, you know, as far as driving and as far mm-hmm. as those states. So she got to see a whole new world. So <laughs> she finally got to put her feet in the Atlantic Ocean. But our friends, uh, Chris and Mike and Megan, uh, they got a place, a condominium over there for a week. Uh, we just got back yesterday, July 10th. And so we spent the, um, spent the week over there, uh, in the middle of tropical storm Elsa, but more or less, that was just a one day, maybe even a half day event for us. The rest of the time was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, weather was fantastic, man. On July, temperature, July the 4th, 82 degrees, little to no humidity. I mean, I was thinking, did we just, did we, are we in spring? This can't be summer. This just couldn't be. July 4th was the jackpot weather mm-hmm. over there. So we went on to the beach, had a really good time. Didn't get sunburned, which was nice. July 4th was fantastic, not only for the weather, but the fireworks. Uh, lots of fireworks going on up Tons. and down the beach. Um, so many people had fireworks. We, they were shooting fireworks off every night that we were there. We'd mm-hmm. sit out on the balcony and uh, wonder who was going to get their hand blown up the whole time, too. So, <laughs> And there were quite a few that we thought they did because a lot of those fireworks did not leave the sand Mm-mm. and exploded oh, no. like several times. <laughs> people, You could see people out there with flashlights just scattering. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and we got to finally introduce Chris to uh, Chris had never seen the uh, Back It Up Terry video. So yeah. uh, we had to. <laughs> oh, had to Lord. Edu- we had to educate Chris on because uh, we kept talking about Back It Up Terry and Chris had no idea what we were talking about. So we had to educate we, him. We on showed it to him and. and Terry became uh, number one in his heart for that. <laughs> I told him, I said, it's kind of like when, you know, Hans falls off the tower in uh, Die Hard. That's how Christmas starts. Well, it's not 4th of <laughs> July until we watch Terry unable to back it up. Yep. The old chair doesn't go in reverse and, oh, Lord, Terry, back it up. Put it in reverse. <laughs> one but of the best videos ever. Well, yes. we were staying, you know, not only we had the balcony with the beach view on the balcony, but if we went out the entrance 
to our condominium in the little area out there by the elevators, you could see off across the way, there's a, a little shopping area called Barefoot Landing that was across the road from us. Uh, they did a fireworks show while we were there. And then off in the distance, we could see fireworks just boom, 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 they were boom. Probably I mean, it was- they were probably on the horizon, mm-hmm. 20 to 30 firework displays that you could see from wow. our Yeah. We stayed on lucky number 13. There floor. was a, yes, there, there was a 13th floor. A 13th. And it said 13th on the buttons for the elevator. We were on the 13th floor in the 13th room. Now. I bet you guys got that at a discount, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 be but we watched, like, no kidding, no, no fewer than 20 firework displays across mm-hmm. the horizon in Myrtle Beach. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the first time we'd spent the the 4th. On, at least on the Atlantic coast, I've, I've spent the 4th of July down on Panama City and everything before, but that was really cool to yeah. be up that high and be able to see that many fireworks. Mm-hmm. While we were there, we uh, we let our geek flags fly a little bit, and we went on a vintage toy hunt. We went to two uh, vintage toy stores. One was called Step Back Into Time, and he had a lot of great stuff. We picked oh, up- wow. Great store. If yeah. You, I, any of our friends in the South Carolina area, if you can get to Myrtle Beach or to that area, uh, highly recommend. Yeah, I want we, to check out that store. We picked up, and I got to pull up a, a picture really quickly to remember exactly everything that we picked up. But <laughs> I know, Kevin, you'll be excited to know that, as, as I mentioned earlier, we still have a VCR, a functional VCR. And so we picked up three VHS tapes, the original Star Wars trilogy. VHS tapes, you know, long before Lucas decided to redo them. So we've got the, you know, those original movies uh, from the 80s. Oh, man, you can still see the cords on the lightsabers. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We picked up, uh, they were in the, they were in gold plastic cases, uh, but we picked up Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2 on VHS, Mm -hmm. which we've got several copies, but we didn't have these two particular ones. These are the Columbia TriStar Family Collection. Yeah, they're uh, like the gold clamshell yeah. or whatever they yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah the I've been wanting clamshell. to get some of those whenever I can find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we picked both of them. He had them as for sale as a package for 18 bucks. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. 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 Great deal. And so we picked up, we also picked up a, an issue, a comic book uh, issue of the real Ghostbusters. That's a, a really cool, like, possessed television with, with Peter's back to you so you see the proton pack and everything and he's about to fight this television it's a really cool cover so we picked that up and we also found two plastic cups in that store and you're like plastic cups what's the big deal Uh, one was from mcdonald's and it was a who frame roger rabbit cup mm -hmm. that had the weasels and roger and judge doom on the front from Mm -hmm. mcdonald's and uh the other one we got was one of the ghostbusters two hardy's cups oh man yeah yeah I've been eyeballing Dude. those things on eBay forever, and I just never pulled the trigger on one. Yeah, they're they're in great shape, and, and the guy had them sitting off in the corner of the store, and so yeah, we picked them up. But that guy nice. had a lot of stuff, had a lot of sports memorabilia, you know, starting mm-hmm. lineup figures and trading cards and things of that nature. You you didn't get any Mac and Me merchandise? Didn't have any. I would have. <laughs> Believe me, I would have. I got a McDonald's cup for you know, like I said, from Roger Rabbit. So I got something with McDonald's on it. No, trust me. If there had been some Mac and Me items in there we would have bought them we would have definitely bought that (laughs) hands down would have bought that 
I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a Mac and me collector. I'm not going to lie. If I find Mac and me merchandise, <laughs> or if you got some that you like to ditch, you know, Bama geeks at gmail.com hit us up. We'll take it off your hands. But, uh, we, we, that was on, now that was in Myrtle beach proper. We stayed in North Myrtle beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was in Myrtle beach proper. And so we drove from there. We went down to the boardwalk area, you know, we, we did the tourist thing, you know, the Ripley's museum and, uh, the boardwalk there, which was excellent. Um, beautiful little area. If, if mm-hmm. you want just the, the typical beach cliche boardwalk area, tourist trap, the tourist trap. <laughs> yeah. Big Ferris wheel down there. It's really cool. It really, really, it, you know, I grew up down in South Alabama, right near Panama city beach. We had a place down at Panama city and it just, you know, you go down to Alvin's Island and some of those older gift shops from the eighties down there. That's what you found. Mm-hmm. There was one store called the gay dolphin that had been there since the 1940s. Yeah. It's like oh, the wow. original, the original gift shop for Myrtle beach. We mm-hmm. went in there. You, you cannot move in that no, store. Could not. There's like three floors and there's just, it is that typical beach shop the tacky souvenir beach shop i mean there's no other way to put it and there's another way to describe it yeah it's great it's great so uh we went there and oh my gosh kevin so we're we're sitting here and kevin pulls up in the chat (laughs) a link on ebay to a mac and me sticker vinyl sticker to go on the back of the car of his little wobble head uh Oh my! I can't put that on my car. I, I'll buy merchandise. Um, I'll buy merchandise. I can't put Mac on my car though. <laughs> That's a little too far. But I, I may have to get that just to have it. Are we going to do an eBay purchase no. during? Okay, no, we're broke. We went to we went to Myrtle <laughs> Beach. We're broke. We're not buying anything for the rest of July. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, so we we left the boardwalk area. We went back down to North Myrtle Beach to this store. What was it called? House of Heroes. House of Heroes. Yes. This guy was super stinking nice. We walked in. He's like, hey, where are you guys from? Chatted this up. And I'm like, you know what? A guy that nice, we're going to have to. And plus, he had some really cool vintage toys. Yeah, he had some good stuff. So there he had, I mean, he had so much stuff, so much old He-Man stuff. He had the Thunder Punch He-Man. If you remember the uh, he where He Man wore the red chest protector, and you twisted him off to the side, and he could put like one of those little those old toy gun caps in his back, and when he twisted, wow. he would do it would you know pow pow, mm-hmm. you know the the little caps that we had as kids. They had a Thunder Punch He Man. I picked him up. I had to. Also, I picked up a, a vintage uh, April O'Neil figure and Tombstone. Oh, yeah, Tombstone tackle mm-hmm. from the real Ghostbusters. And the nice purchase that I got was from the real Ghostbusters toy line was the Ghost Sweeper. Um, I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. I did not remember that toy. I'm not going to lie. I did not remember it. Um, but it's like a, you know, like a street sweeper that goes along. It collects ghosts. It came with the ghost mm-hmm. with an intact proton stream. The oh, nice. thing still has the proton stream and it came with the box. Yeah. The yeah. box got the box was really the one thing that just had the most wear and tear. The toy itself fantastic condition. Yeah. And and then along with that, 
it's advertised on the box of the ghost sweeper uh egon in the black flight suit with the with the purple and the orange Mm -hmm. accents that's advertised on the box he actually had that egon figure for sale so i picked up the egon Mm -hmm. figure to go along with it guys i'm looking at a picture of this i just pulled it up while he was talking Mm -hmm. and i really want to see this thing in ghostbusters afterlife (laughs) (laughs) i I want to see them going down the street it's like a it's like a little two-wheel like Mm -hmm. it's almost like a zamboni like an evil looking zamboni Mm -hmm. um i want to see them like going like slowly down the street of that little small town (laughs) you know come here i'm gonna get (laughs) you yeah yeah but it it, like i said it came it's in it's in great shape it's not mint but it's in great shape it works Mm -hmm. And like I said, the the big thing on here, the proton stream is intact. It's not broken. Yeah. That is rare for a for a real Ghostbusters toy from back yeah, in the especially, 80s. Especially, what, 30, they're in there 30, 30, 35 years plus now, aren't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Brock kept reiterating that point quite often. The proton stream is intact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, what was the topic of conversation for the whole trip? The proton stream works. <laughs> it's not broken. But yeah, so that's we did that. And uh, a lot of people who, who do conventions know Oliver and Terry Holler. Mm-hmm. If they, uh, they have a DeLorean that they take worldwide. They've taken it overseas. They've done it. The, the car has been everywhere in the U.S. They do a lot of conventions to the future.org. You can find them there. They do a lot of fundraising for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. They're, they're extremely well known, and Oliver and Terry have been friends of of mine and Bo's uh, for mm-hmm. years. And I kind of forgot they they lived in the Myrtle Beach area. And so Steve Clark, the uh, the gentleman who runs the the Back to the Future website, the official one, he messaged me. He's like, "Hey, you guys are in Myrtle Beach. You need to need to hook up with Oliver and Terry." And I'm like, "I." That's right. They live here. And then the next morning, got up and had a message from Oliver. Hey, you're in town. Let's do dinner. And I'm like, hey, great. So so we got to go hang out with them. That was the first time just met them. And you want to talk about two sweetheart people. Oliver and Terry mm-hmm. have been some of my favorite people for years. And thankfully, they did drive their DeLorean time machine <laughs> to dinner. So Jess got to, got to get inside and look around. It's the first time she's been inside of a DeLorean like that. Yeah, we pulled up in the parking lot at the restaurant, and there they were parked up there, right close to the front door. Yeah, and we're we're sitting there eating dinner, and the DeLorean is sitting right outside mm-hmm. of our window, and you know, <laughs> you know, nobody's giving it two thoughts. We can glance out the window, and just people are everywhere taking pictures of the car and stuff. <laughs> I mean, Oliver on, on his on his Facebook account. He keeps a photo album of whenever they go out driving, he's constantly pulled over by police (laughs) constantly. So he's, he's always trying to take pictures. He's taking selfies, usually hanging out the side of the car when the police have their lights on and the police are just wanting their pictures with the car. Mm -hmm. And he's got an album full of those things. And Jess was like, Hey, people are out there taking pictures of your car. He's like, yeah, (laughs) it it does. It does draw a little bit of attention to itself. Yep. And they've got a Mr. Fusion on the back Mm -hmm. where you can stick donations in. And we got out That's there. That's awesome. Yeah. And we, yeah. we got outside and a couple of people had stuck a couple of $5 mm-hmm. bills or whatever in there for, you know, Team Fox. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it was great seeing them. I have, I have not seen Oliver and Terry in the, that last Pensacola convention that we went to, Bo, <laughs> where it was just sweltering uh, hot. Yeah. Oliver did. did uh, there was a discussion about the that con that weekend oh, of that, that con. Yeah. Six. 
seven years ago. Yeah, it, it's been a while. It's been and Steve, six, six, Steve, probably seven years. Yeah, seven years sounds about right. Yeah, and so yeah, we we talked about the convention and asked if he was going to go back down to. He's like, that's not Pensacon, is it? I, I, tend, <laughs> I tend to avoid Pensacola conventions because of that. And I said, no, Pensacon is good. You can go to Pensacon, you yeah, know, and and bring the DeLorean there for a fundraiser. But yeah, the other. We I don't even remember the name of that convention, but it wasn't Pensacon. It was another Pensacola Comic Con. Pensacola Paracon. That's it. Paracon. That's it. Um, I don't know if they're still in business, but just based on that one experience, it's, it's not one that I would ever consider going back to because it was what a hundred degrees inside the building <laughs> the entire weekend. It was in like an ag center. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was sweltering in August, and. People were passing out. Robin Shelby, who played Slimer in Ghostbusters 2, she was there with her husband, Sean. Robin went to the women's bathroom and somebody had passed out on the floor in there. I mean, it's just, it was brutally hot. So that, that was the last time that we saw Oliver and Terry. So it was great to reconnect with them and, and have dinner with them. So I'm so glad I finally had the opportunity to meet them. Yeah. They're sweet oh, they're super, people. Super folks. Super folks. Yeah. Man, you, you, you don't get, you don't get much better than Oliver and Terry when it comes to just just being people, good people. Mm-hmm. So we, we were thrilled to to do that. But on the way home, we uh we did another, we we did kind of an Alabama connection. We are Bama geeks, so we're naturally going to find something hopefully to talk about that relates back to our state. We're driving back through Georgia yesterday, and we went down to uh to Jasper County to the Jasper County Courthouse. How does this relate to Alabama? Well, <laughs> my cousin Vinny, which is based in Alabama, uh, actually did a lot of the filming in the Jasper County area. Monticello, per- Georgia. And that's why I'm not saying the name, because is it Monticello or Monticello? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's Monticello. <laughs> See, this is why it said Jasper County. So, <laughs> I mean, for, I, I'm not going to die on that hill, but I mean, I think it's Monticello. <laughs> I'm sure are more the local dialect Monticello. <laughs> Monty, <laughs> Monticello person, yeah. place. Yeah, so Monticello, Monticello. Uh, that's uh, that's where they filmed outside the courthouse, the Jasper County Courthouse, where they did a lot of filming for my cousin Vinny. Like at the at the end of the movie, where Vinny's trying to escape the courthouse and mm-hmm. the judge comes back out. That was there. We stood in that spot. Uh, I'd actually done some work inside that courthouse twenty twenty one years ago. Uh, when I was working with a, a networking company out of Atlanta after I got out of the Air Force. So I'd already, I'd been inside that courthouse, but also about 10 minutes down the road is the sack of suds mm-hmm. where, you know, where the crime that set up the whole My Cousin Vinny plot uh, took place. So took yeah. Jess down there so she could see the sack of suds. But yeah, every bit of that movie, as you know, based in Alabama, but it was primarily filmed in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we did. For the week, for the weekend. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate Brock, you know, taking that slight detour on the way home to give me a chance to check out those filming locations. I'm I'm all about filming locations. I love to see places that were in movies and just kind of put myself there. So thank don't, thank you, honey, for doing that for me. Oh, you're you're welcome. And don't get me started on how many Walking Dead locations we've been to. <laughs> Have mercy. I am a stalker for the Walking Dead locations. It is, it is true. Which is funny. We're going to get to see, you're going to get to see more and more filming locations since apparently the Southeast has now become the place to film. So hey, I'm yeah. not complaining. I'm glad, and I'm I'm happy for that. I'm I am happy that uh, that we're getting that 
you know, because, hey, Bruce Willis was just here and just, right up the road from us to here in Bessemer, what, about a week or so ago filming a movie. So it took a lot of self-restraint not to be one of those weirdos wanting to holler at and be like, Bruce. Did it not? I was like, <laughs> dude, it's like Bruce Willis is like in close proximity to where I live. That's awesome. I mean, and then a couple of years ago, we had John Travolta shooting that trading paint movie. It's It's just really weird to think about people coming, you know, around here to shoot movies. So. So, yeah, so that was uh, that's what we've been up to the last couple of weeks. And uh, we, we are putting the exclamation point on our vacation week, like we said earlier, by seeing Black Widow, which, man, go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie yes. is set right after Captain America Civil War. So it, it gives you some context it gives you every bit of context about what's happening with uh natasha after she goes into hiding Mm -hmm. uh, after the sokovia accords and this movie uh really good it it filled in a nice gap of time Uh, it would have been nice if black widow would have gotten her own movie a few years ago because yeah spoilers if you haven't seen endgame and (laughs) i think the whole world has seen endgame hopefully by now yeah so spoiler here we go Natasha dies in Endgame. All right. What? Yeah. She's what? I can't believe it. I didn't even know it. I said it. So she she dies at Endgame. You know, we we got we all got the 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 feels, the massive feels whenever Steve Rogers comes back as an old man, Mm -hmm. and we got we really got the feels when Tony Stark died. What? I surprise. Hey guys, the trifecta Dumbledore also dies. Oh my goodness. What? Man, okay, Damn. not an end game. Please, oh, please, t- please tell me, Do- <laughs> please tell me, Dobby lives in end game. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, well, <laughs> Dobby comes back in Loki. Um, so, <laughs> it, 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 Natasha's death would have meant, I think, a little bit more mm-hmm. if we would have had this movie prior to end game because it filled in a nice gap of family for mm-hmm. her mission where she was after the Sokovia Accords. But apparently we're not the only ones who like this movie. Like we said, we're not going to spoil anything for it. Mm-hmm. Bo hasn't seen it. We're not go- we're, we're actually going to treat him nice and not spoil it. But <laughs> you know, apparently a lot of people are digging this because this movie racked up $140 million on the opening weekend. It did $80 million in the theaters. It did $60 million on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So Theaters coming back, still king of the box office, but man, only twenty million more than on Disney Plus Premier Access. But the the story is a lot of people are seeing it, and it's worth seeing. I I loved it. Yeah, and the theater was pretty crowded this time around for us. Um, yeah, we still, you know, everybody still respected mm-hmm. their distances between seats and everything else, and, and we saw mm-hmm. it in IMAX today, and uh, that's the way to see it. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Gorgeous movie, but uh, we we do have some takeaways. Uh, Kevin, first of all, do you have anything you want to touch on just about Black Widow finally being here? I only saw this just a little while ago, but I also noticed that they had kind of, I don't know if they officially announced it, but they said $78 million for international as well. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. International gross, so almost as much as domestic for international. Mm. So for this weekend, and that's that is phenomenal. Yeah, the the movie itself. It is not what I expected. I think 
I'm, I'm probably not alone in saying I had low expectations for this movie. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought it was going to yeah. be, yeah. you know, like, all right, well, we finally need to get a Black Widow movie. We mm-hmm. need to get it done. And I went in with no with low expectations and came out blown away. The movie was phenomenal. I mean, it, it the, the 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 pacing in the movie is great. Um, the directing was great. Everything. I, I didn't really notice any points in there where I felt like it, it just didn't fit. The whole thing fit. And once you once you figure out where you are in the timeline, they basically, you know, without giving a lot of spoilers at all, but you know, they 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 really make you feel for the character, mm-hmm. you know, and. You know, it was one of the things we were talking about in our pre-show was that it, like Brock kind of touched on earlier. It would be really, it would have been really great if we'd have got this earlier on yeah. and we would have had a, a more of an emotional bond to her so that when the bad thing happened in Endgame, <laughs> that really would have torn at us. Because, you know, I felt really bad that she died, but at the same time, I watched this movie and I'd have been like, you know what? I feel kind of robbed because mm-hmm. had we had this emotional connection that they that you absolutely develop yeah. with her in this movie. If we'd have had that back three, four ish years ago, you know, like maybe yeah. right after um, Civil War, Endgame would have hit so much harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it, really it was it was sad that you know when when Natasha died mm-hmm. in Endgame, that was a sad enough death. Right. This would have put it where I cried. Yeah. Because of of how much depth they gave her character in this movie, and it's 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 long overdue and it's well deserved. I know for years a lot of people were griping about you know oh that, you know Natasha doesn't have a movie, Blackwood doesn't have it. There's no really heavy female centered movie for the MCU, and this movie checked that box tremendously. Mm-hmm. This was such a female centric movie. And I loved every moment of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not one of my what? it's not one of my top top MCU movies, but I mm-hmm. loved it, and I love the fact that it was this movie was primarily female, and it was yeah. wonderful. I would say it's top three for me now. Oh, is it that? Uh, well, that it's high. it's really really good. Yeah, I mean okay. it's really, good. and we finally got David Harbour in in MCU now, <laughs> which I mean, yeah. The guy is a phenomenal actor anyway. So yeah. he just blew his part away. And I can't really say a whole lot about right. it without doing spoilers. Right. But everything with him in it and that was amazing. From the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. all the way down to what we know we've seen in the trailer was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, every every actor in that was cast extremely well, I think. And if if there's anybody who needs to <laughs> cosplay as Red Guardian, David Harbour's character is Ryan Dole. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yes. he looks like David Harbour. So, Ryan, grow your hair and your beard out a little more again and <laughs> and get this Red Guardian costume and, and nail it because you can pull it off. You can do it. You can do it. But speaking of the beginning of the movie, where, where they're setting up, you know, they did spend a little bit of time before the opening credits of setting up where Natasha was early in life. Mm-hmm. And. You know, the, the movie primarily takes place after Civil War. But at the beginning, you know, just to give you some context of of who the people are in her life. At one point, they're driving down the road going somewhere. And I just I, I love Marvel's attention to detail because as they're driving out of the corner of my eye, I see one of the old school orange, orange border <laughs> 
blue Hardy signs. It's an old school Hardy sign. And I'm like, oh, that's great. They went back to the they went back to the 80s, 90s for the Hardys. Just oh wow. It mm-hmm. was a it was a brief second as yeah. it passed on the screen, but it caught my eye and I'm like, attention to yep. detail. Yeah. Kudos to you, Marvel. That's Mr. Detail right there. Yeah. So I, I loved seeing that. And uh, you know, it the, the movie also in, in touching on Red Guardian again and the fact that this took you know that the events took place right after Civil War. This movie is a is a reminder of just how important Steve Rogers, Captain America, is to the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. The only thing I'll say is, you know, and the action figures are out. The it's been seen. Taskmaster is a character in this movie who has a shield. Not like I don't know if it's a vibranium shield, but Taskmaster throws this shield around like Captain America, <laughs> like nobody's business. And I'm just like, everybody's copying Captain America. You know, Steve Rogers yeah. and. I'm just going to leave it at that because there there's specific tie-ins to this movie. It's this is a Black Widow movie, yeah. mm-hmm. but you realize even in this movie just how important Steve Rogers Captain America is to the MCU. Yes. Yeah, Taskmaster's kind of portraying, you know, the Kmart Captain America a little bit mm-hmm. yeah, cuz you know the the character it, it, the shield thing doesn't quite work out as well <laughs> for ta- for Taskmaster. Yeah. It's it's really good, and I honestly do think that it's it, 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 at least in the film. Granted, we can talk about this without it being really spoilery, but uh, with, with the way that that they use the shield and the, the Taskmaster uses the shield yeah. in the and the, it, it certainly behaves like it's vibranium. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's, that's embedding what I was itself thinking. into concrete, like you know, uh, six inches. Oh right. yeah, yeah. The only other thing I've got to say about the movie, great action. All the actors were fantastic. It was so wonderful to sit down in the theater and see an MCU movie again. Mm-hmm. It, it's yes. been so long. The shows have been great. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and and Loki have all been great. But to sit down in a theater and see an MCU movie, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was so wonderful. Yeah. It takes place after Civil War, shows you what Natasha's been up to after she went missing after the Sokovia Accords. So you're like, does this movie advance the MCU in any way, shape, or form? You get an answer to that, even though this movie takes place after Civil War. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Touched on that very nicely. No there, there is an end credit scene. It's mm-hmm. a typical Marvel movie. There is an end credit scene. You need to see it. And that's all I'm going to say. And I always love to see people getting up and walking out. I'm like, don't, yeah. don't y'all know what, yeah. what happens here? Like, you, you, you don't leave. You don't leave. We've been through 20-something Marvel movies now. <laughs> We're a decade into this. Yeah. <laughs> Sit your rear end down until after the credits. You unless, are, you, unless you've seen it before. You obviously before. don't yeah. care. You're obviously not a Marvel fan. You don't care what's going on. You're ready to leave. Don't hey, leave. <laughs> it still won't beat Deadpool, though, where they were doing the uh, trailers <laughs> and they were selling it as a, um, a he was trying to sell it as a romance movie. And then you had guys that were taking their you know dates there and then they would get like, you know, into the, the beginning credit scene where. He starts talking about Deadpool stuff, right? Uh, and you started seeing people getting up and walking out because it was like, what do they expect it to be, Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> there are no floating doors here, okay? 
<laughs> of course, didn't he do the uh, post scene credit real well? Basically, the Ferris Bueller thing. Ferris Bueller, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that was in the that I remember that from being in the first movie. Honestly, I have not seen the second Deadpool movie, but oh, uh, you watch it. It's good. Whoa, man! It's fun. <sighs> Deadpool doesn't scratch my itch. I'll put it that way. I'm not a Deadpool fan. No, he's. Not. I, I love that's Ryan fair. Reynolds. That's fair. That, that's fair. Yeah, and because you like what you like. Because it was not connected and it was just a little bit more vulgar, I I tended yeah. not to gravitate towards that. And that's just me. We did see, you know, of course, some good previews before the movie. Uh, we're looking forward to the Snake Eyes movie coming oh, out. Give me weeks. Snake Eyes already. Come on. <laughs> we saw an ad on YouTube earlier today before oh, yeah. we went to the theater. And it was an advertisement for Snake Eyes, uh, Jojo Origins. But it was a stop motion animation with all the action figures. <laughs> wow, that's clever. It was a legit trailer using just the, the G.I. Joe classified action figures. Yes. <laughs> if you can see that, see it. It That sold me on the movie more than the real trailer. So no Spider-Man but, trailer or well, teaser or anything? That's what I kept, I kept expecting. No, no. They did the Eternals. And uh, as far as like Marvel the movies, they, they touched on uh, the Eternals. Uh, trailer. Which I'm I'm so confused about who they are. Yeah, I'm very disconnected from that. Also, um, I mean, from, from what I understand, they were asleep, and then they woke up and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't stop Thanos." Mm. And then that's where we start off. They, okay. they they feel bad because they weren't around or something. Hmm. I yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about these these characters. Um, the MCU is about to take a turn mm-hmm. towards the magical and the mystical that. I'm not going to say it doesn't appeal to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not familiar with in Marvel. It's, I mean, well, it's, it's grounded. I think that's their kind yes. of, yeah. We, we, we're, we're having to pull together multiple properties mm-hmm. that didn't start together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the best way to do that? Let's right. do magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll magic it. And it's like the TVA. But I, I will say, I mean, granted, we haven't gotten really into talking about Loki yet. Yeah. But I will say the way that they've done the TVA, they've kind of kept it, even though it's Loki, they've kind of kept it grounded. Yeah. For the most part. So. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm I'm just uh, one of those people that I've never been a heavy comic book reader. And, you know, there's so many. The thing about, you know, you have all these comic books, have all these different storylines and they take these different arcs and just the storytelling has been so vast. It's I'm just not a I'm not a comic book reader. I'm, I'm more the geared same. towards the movies and the TV shows. So, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll go back, you know, if I'm curious, I'll something's going on with the movie or the TV show that I happen to watch and, you know, do a little digging on the backstory of some of these characters, mm-hmm. try to get a little educated and a little more understanding on them. I, I just depend on the smart people from YouTube that have some <laughs> of the more popular channels that just explain to me what all this means. Yeah. You know, the more grounded stuff I know more of the Marvel yeah. now. For the more wild, crazy out there stuff now, you throw me in the DC stuff, that's me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched watched enough of uh the animated stuff. I know all the all their crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, if I really want to know something, I know who to ask, and that's that's rookie. He'll yeah. he'll take yeah. you down that rabbit hole and you're <laughs> you're he will definitely give you backstory if you ask for it on something. But make sure you have Time. Time, yes. Because <laughs> yes. it's not going to be a short explanation. No. We're, we're going to dive into elaborate. the deep, deep history of it, which yeah. I, I appreciate that about him. He has that love for that. And I, I appreciate anybody that has that deep dive and that love for the for the right. comic book side of it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of rookie, 
one of the favorite things that he does to any of us who are fortunate enough to be his friends on Facebook is every once in a while, he will just come up with a random, he'll take a picture of something in uh, Arabesh, which Arabesh is a uh, a language in Star Wars. That's what the um, the Empire uses. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, that's the language. He'll just, he just translates Arabesh on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he'll just read out what was written in, um, ga- you know, Galaxy's Edge on Batu and mm-hmm. um, down in Disney. Mm-hmm. He will just take a picture of it and just translate it for us. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's our rookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if, you know, from here on out, we got the Eternals that are it's coming out. And then, of course, down the road, we will have the other, the next Thor installment and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So those, those will kind of bring those more, you know, familiar characters that we've had over the years back to us in some way, shape or form. Yep. We've got the Eternals coming out in November. Uh, the new Spider-Man movie should be mm-hmm. out before too much longer. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the back half of 2021 looks really good for just movies and entertainment in general. But yeah, especially for Marvel. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being back in the theaters and and all that coming back in mm-hmm. and having those experiences again. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> I agree. Yep. So speaking of time, oh, oh, listen to that spoiler warning. You know what we're about to get into. So this is uh, the the section, the end of the episode, where we talk about Loki. We're going to recap the last couple of episodes for you. So before we do that, before if you haven't seen it, don't want to be spoiled before you hop off. Once again, hit us up on our social media channels, our accounts at Bama Geeks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on YouTube. If you uh, want to reach out to us over email, BamaGeeks at gmail.com is how you can find us. And we've had a lot of fun interactions uh, lately, especially with the the bad movies. But now <laughs> we've given you some good movies yeah. to talk about. You know, go see Black Widow. And now you've had time to hear the spiel. The spoiler warning siren has gone off. It's time to jump into Loki. The last two episodes before the finale. And after we got back home from seeing Black Widow today, we jumped right into rewatching them so my old brain <laughs> could remember things from the episode before last. So yeah, we were still pretty good on episode five, but wanted to go back and revisit four again before we had our discussion tonight. You know, guys, I am so glad that my theories were wrong <laughs> from the last episode. Um, I had some pretty outlandish theories that seemed like they made sense, and then... Uh, in typical fashion, Marvel said, "Yeah, no. Um, we, we we that last sequence was supposed to make sense, and now we are going to have them come back to the TVA, and um, we'll move from there." Yeah, Once but they, I, I thought you had good theories. I mean, they I, I thought they were really good. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. It was interesting. And now, and now I have stopped making theories because. Things are, are uh, the things with Loki now are moving at such a fast pace yeah. that it's like, all right, so they brought them back, and now we've got a ghostly, gaseous demon dog. That's, <laughs> that's in the. It's like, all right, I, I, you know, I, I give up. This, this is just. I'm just. I'm just going to sit down and just enjoy the ride at this point. I have no clue what's going on. It's just amazing. So yeah. Episode four was a good one. That's where they learned that Sylvie has let everybody know that, you know, pretty much everybody in the TVA is a variant. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I didn't notice it in any other episodes prior to this. But, you know, when they're in the Marriott Marquis, you know, anybody who's been to Dragon Con knows that's yeah. the big hotel. When they're in there doing their research, 
that's the first time I'll, you know, when they first showed that area and they're, they show the top of it and they're tilting down and mm-hmm. you know, if you've been to the Atlanta Marriott Marquis, you know what that hotel is. You see it, you know what it is, but then they get down to the level that's more clerical where all the research <laughs> mm-hmm. books and stuff are. And they got the, the timekeeper statues in the middle. And that's where you kind of, where they blended it and it doesn't look like the Marriott. Yeah. Well, in this episode, and I didn't catch it in the prior one where the, where they showed this area, but when Mobius is, when he's got the, uh, the, the, uh, the tent pad. Yeah. The tent pad. When, when he's got the, the tent pad and he's looking down and he's seeing evidence that their variants He's standing on that barcode ink toner colored carpet of yep, the Marriott. I saw it at the same time there too. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Okay. So they're shooting this in the Marriott. There's no doubt because that carpet is indistinguishable. You, if you know that carpet, you know that carpet, but it's still how they, how they made the background look not like the Marriott. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely standing on that barcode carpet, but a lot of good twists and turns in that episode. Also, then you, you know, appropriate for Loki. He falls in love with himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, come on. That's just uh, for, for the God of mischief. There's really only one person that's going to be good enough for him himself. Himself. <laughs> hey, Sylvie's attractive. I don't blame him. Now, the thing is, is, you know, um, and granted, th- this is a little bit into comic territory. They've been hinting pretty hard on Sylvie um, in her costume. Now that we, now that she's, progress to where she's no longer wearing the veil and, and, and the um, the cloak and everything. You can see more details from her costume. And some eagle-eyed fans have pointed out that a lot of the uh, costume design that we're starting to see on her costume is uh, from the Enchantress, uh, which is the character they're saying that she could potentially be based off of and that she may actually be the Enchantress. Now, this is not Kevin making one of his crazy theories. Okay? <laughs> I didn't make this theory, guys. This is all over the net. But there's a possibility that, you know, with this final episode, we may see Sylvie is not quite what we thought she was. Like the whole love and all that, the feelings and whatnot that we've seen may not be <clears throat> what we think they are. Mm. That's mm-hmm. and that it, there's any theory that I'm going to put out there, it might potentially be that because I kind of feel like we may see a, a bit of a turn with her. But it just depends on what Marvel's decided to do that character. They may have just decided to say, "Hey, the the Enchantress and Sylvia are the same thing in the MCU." Yeah. We don't we don't know, and they may never m- mention this ever again. But uh, on some of the details in her costume, like on her gauntlets, there uh, there are circles, like concentric circles that go up and down her gauntlets on the outside, mm-hmm. which is is the same type of symbols that you see on the Enchantress in the comics. Hmm. So, I mean, it, you know how MCU is with Marvel when they do when they put some money and and effort into a costume, then they want you to see these little details. They make it obvious, but not obvious. So if you if you were to be some of those eagle eyed folks, then you pick it out. And then you can kind of jump to conclusions. So then maybe they're wanting us to jump to conclusions on this, or maybe it's kind of foreshadowing. Yeah, we don't know. What was it? Uh, I'm trying to get? I'm trying to get them all together now, because I watched four, the the two episodes together. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that the same one where you find out they came and got her? The TVA came and took her. That's why part of her bandana. Yeah. This would have where we saw that uh that was, a clear shot of her gauntlet was in episode five. Oh, uh, okay. when she was in the car, when she was in the pizza gotcha. car. 
Yeah, with Mo- with Mobius, you can actually see her put her arm up, and you can see it. That's one detail I didn't notice. I need to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back and watch it for a third time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, Man, I would have known this if if the eagle eyed it and the uh, uh, comic book readers of the internet, the the stalwart folks, had not made review videos of this and and pointed it out, and I'm like, ha ha, that's that's cool. Now I can act like I know what's going on on the podcast, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, knowledge is power. Well, you know, episode four. Yeah. Bo was talking about that's that's started out with her as a child in Asgard playing there. And when the TVA came to take her and the young Sylvia is played by Kaylee Fleming, who is currently Judith on Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Of course, I haven't watched the last few seasons. (laughs) She is our she's our current uh, Judith Grimes with Walking Dead. All this should be revealed, but, you know, they, they take her from Asgard and she doesn't really know what her nexus event was to be. Why did they take her? And that's another thing that, uh, you know, Ramona had mentioned to her, you know, when she asked her what was her nexus event and she said she couldn't remember, which I don't know if she's being, you know, forthcoming with that or not. I don't know if she's just telling her she doesn't remember or does she actually yeah. not remember? Uh, that, did, did that not kind of remind you of Thanos? Or, you know, he's kind of like, I don't even remember. You're, talk- yeah. you're talking about when uh, Wanda confronts him about how you took everything from me. Yeah, he didn't know, yes. the- I don't even know who you yeah. are. He made that, the comment, yeah, I don't even know who you, you are. I think, like, is, what, is, what is her name? Renfield? Not Renfield. Uh, Renslayer. Renslayer. Mm-hmm. I think she remembers because there's no way she has someone get away from her. She's mm-hmm. not going to remember every detail of that case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose in this. And I'm just, I'm like get to that point where it's like, I really want to know what is it about Sylvie? What is it about her in particular that she is so tied to? And this has affected her greatly just based on what I've been able to research and everything is this has got to be all tied to Kang the Conqueror. This, Oh yeah. This is, this is where it's going because from what I've researched, Ravona, she has a relationship with Kang. Is my understanding from the comics, yeah, from that history. Like but if, but if that was the case, then why in the last episode was she trying to get all the information she could get so that she could tell this whoever is actually in charge of the TVA there was danger? If that's the case, then was that you think that was misdirection that she really does know who Kang is? Yeah, I think so. I think she knows, and I think that she knows really what's going on here. King is the Wizard of Oz. The the TVA guys were his robots in front of him, just like in the Wizard of Oz. I had that note wrote down. This is a very Wizard of Oz uh, (laughs) theme. You know, you have the you have the robotic timekeepers there that are just Mm -hmm. who's the man behind the curtain. That was the first thing I thought of, and then and then when and then when the, the, the the portal opened from at one state one state enchanted Eliath, and then it opened up, and I was like, well, there's the wizards castle right there yeah you know that's i mean and, and of course people have already pointed out that that's where kang lives mm-hmm. at this point so now we get to finally see the actor who was cast for kang hopefully in the next episode that will be really awesome and and apparently it's just going to be a you know we had thanos who was i guess he was you know purple the, pur- the big purple mm-hmm. guy this is going to be a blue guy so it's like you know if you have any other non-standard color, apparently you're you're destined to be a villain in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> All right, Gamora, we're watching you. <laughs> I would say uh, after watching last ones, everyone's blown up. I want to say everybody got excited. I know we're jumping around, but as the other, the next episode, which you have all the other Lokis, 
Mm-hmm. I know I know everyone's losing their collective mind over Alligator Loki, but I have to say, after watching that episode, I became a huge fan of the classic, I guess, old guy Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know why, but some reason why, I guess maybe it's because I'm an old guy. He resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of Peter Capaldi. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, now that you say wow. that. Wow. Yeah. He reminded me a lot. I know his name is Richard. Um, Grant. Yeah, Richard Grant. Richard Grant. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I looked at his Twitter a couple of days ago and he he said something about if his dad were alive. Yeah. About yeah. <laughs> about his dad saying you really think leotards and and everything <laughs> is going to Le- le- leotards and robes yeah. or something are, are going to get you somewhere in life and he's like well look now dad you know? <laughs> that would have been the picture he would have showed him right there like and, and look at my bank okay yeah <laughs> yeah he it was a uh, I'm with you Bo it was a toss up between him uh, as, as the winner of that episode and Alligator Loki Alligator Loki was just the fan favorite because you know he did the whole like uh, political Loki he like you know yeah. went up there and, and, and like like took his hand off and the guy was like <gasps> Speaking of which, President Loki. So he is the first one, I guess, they've on screen that where he looks. I mean, uh, the they had the pictures of the variants that look like Tom Hiddleston, but that's the first one we've seen where it's, he actually looks like. Yeah, that I actually guess, was Loki Tom Hiddleston. Prime. Yeah. yeah, right. So that was kind of neat. Well, I, I liked all. Of course, we got to point out Kid Loki there sitting in his chair while the other Lokis are drinking wine. What is he doing? Drinking High C Ecto Cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yeah. A Ghostbusters so, reference in Loki was was great. So does the, that mean that whatever there's a timeline where Ghostbusters was pruned, I guess? Probably so. Possibly. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because there, there was uh, Roxy wine there as well from mm-hmm. Fox that, 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 no, Apparently, that might have been from the timeline where Chevy Chase was in the movie instead of Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be pruned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, I, I, I have to bring this up. I was telling Jess about it earlier. When we were watching it, we, we watched the episode this last episode while we were up in Myrtle beach. And one of the things I caught right off the bat is when all the Lokis were together in the void, the void is where, when, when somebody gets pruned Mm -hmm. out of the sacred timeline or out of the TVA, they wind up in the void, a place where time is just supposed to go no further. Right. So all the Lokis get together, they go down in there where, you know, kid Loki was, was enjoying the, the uh, high sea ecto cooler. There's a, I think it was behind Classic Loki. There's a video game there, and I I caught it right off the bat called Polybius. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that right, Polybius. I remember years ago hearing about this game, and what what I remember without doing any research on it. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, if you if you know about it. But from what I remember, it was this video game that existed, but nobody remembers it well yeah it's like it was it's like people are like oh yeah i think i played that but you in reality they didn't but it's it polybius is a game that is said to have been created but nobody can really remember and this is in real life this is not in the show this is in real life nobody can actually remember this game but it was supposedly maybe it wasn't the u.s government that was doing it maybe it was a foreign government maybe germany created this game to where how you played it or the effects that were used in the game kind of played with your mind. It was kind of a a government mind control Mm -hmm. experiment. Yeah. Which the fact they would have that game in the middle of Loki, you know, something that messes with your mind, somebody else is controlling you. 
mind control, I thought it was appropriate. Plenty of Mandela effect, I guess, things kind of thing in the void. Yeah, yeah, something, I, something to that effect. I did want to correct you, though, Brock. Okay. Even though they call it the void, it is actually where they go is actually someone's reality. It was the reality of the kid Loki. That was actually his world. Is that, so because, that's why he says he, it's home. Yeah, that's yeah. his yeah. home. That was okay. actually because they actually mentioned in the, in the episode, mm-hmm. this was his kingdom. Okay. So, so when at the end of the episode, when, you know, the older Loki, who was the wizened one, was actually pulling up um, Asgard and show, that was actually the bones of his civilization. Mm-hmm. That was actually. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was actually his Asgard. So, yeah, that it, makes it sense. was someone's world. And at some point, the TVA decided, okay, this is the reality we're just going to use as our junkyard. So, uh, yeah, okay. I don't know when that decision was made, but hmm. um, I'm sure it wasn't the TVA that did it. It was most likely Kang because Kang um, put Eliath uh, uh, there to take care of everything, who was also the guardian of the door to his his house, mm-hmm. like his what garage door or whatever. You, yeah. If you think about it, I mean, I guess with, of the time altering events, Kid Loki would probably be the most guilty with him killing Thor because that was when that's the reason for why he was pruned. Yeah. That was his mm-hmm. nexus event. Yeah. So I want to know what the nexus event for the alligator was. <laughs> the alligator Loki. <laughs> there's well, got to be something. Something. Yeah. I mean, they mentioned about something it. about it, like, but but I mean, as far all we know, it was a joke. But I love the fact that they can actually, you know, the the older Loki can actually understand what he's saying. <laughs> Like, yeah, I want to know. Who, I want to know whose cat he ate. That's what I'm. Yeah. that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> he ate Spot Data's cat from Star Trek. Hey, I say I was I was fanboyed before we were recording. I have to say, with all the stuff that existed that shouldn't be existed, the fact that now in the MCU, in some shape or form, Thanos Copter has existed. <laughs> yes, makes so many people like me so happy. Like <laughs> it's one of the most absurd things in comic book history, but it's I'm so glad that it's yeah, there. Yeah. Thanos has to get around A on a helicopter. <laughs> B at one point he's arrested by the NYPD and put in handcuffs yeah. in the comics. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's, no. Essentially what it was was I think the the writer they got to write that where they involved Thanos, he know he didn't really know that much of Thanos. Yeah. So he just was like, oh, he's this cliche bad guy. So he rides in a helicopter and, you know, he's able to be arrested by the police. But some other Easter eggs before they get into Kid Loki's lair, you know, you, you pan down through and you see what's happening in the dirt mm-hmm. from the entrance down into the lair. And you guys, what is happening in the dirt? <laughs> well, we do see a shot of Milmir there in the that wreckage. Uh, along with the frog version of Thor. Yep. <laughs> Which is, is Throg. In it, in yeah. Way, yeah, Throg. 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 Yeah. There was a note that uh, on the glass jar that he is trapped in, you see T365 written on it, which is a nod to Thor issue 365, where it featured Loki transforming Thor into a frog. <laughs> and they say that you can hear the frog screaming or making a sound. And uh, Chris Hemsworth said that that is his voice being used That's awesome. <laughs> for that. Um, now, my question is in that same shot that they're that they're tilting down and you see all this stuff. Why are there so many like cafeteria trays in well, the dirt? They, they said that that's like uh, the, the same trays that were uh, from the TVA. But yeah, I mean, why they're oh, there? So, so they they literally use that as their dump. Yeah, 
Hmm. If it's supposed to be the dumping ground, that would make sense. Yes. Yeah, there's well, a, I mean, if, a lot of if school everyone, cafeteria trays. <laughs> well, I mean, if everyone at TVA is a variant, I guess after four, you know, that you gotta get they gotta get rid of their trash and use stuff somehow or which somebody makes, at the TVA. It makes sense because there is so much junk on that planet. Mobius shows up in, in a pizza car. <laughs> this tiny car that says pizza on the side and it's got this slice of pizza on a spring going back and forth on top. Where is that from? Some people have joked that that's like a, I mean, is that supposed to be a Pixar Easter egg? The pizza, the pizza planet. Pizza truck. planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be a, a not so subtle nod at that a little bit. Okay. I mean, I knew we were going to be in for a ride, but the first thing we see when we are panning past the wreckage is the lighthouse of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, and then we we get through the, the episode and we see uh, oh, the, the pyramids of Giza at mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a sphinx there uh, and then of course you know it gets about midway through and, and they're about to go and try to take on um the big baddie there and then a battleship just drops out of the <laughs> not just any battleship the, air. the uss eldridge mm-hmm. yes which back in what was it world war ii uh there was a, a there was a kind of a ufo conspiracy that this ship uh, what the, the philadelphia experiment something like that yes. where the yeah. ship was supposedly hijacked by ufos or they said it was sitting somewhere mm-hmm. it was sitting in some harbor or something and nobody could ever see it and so it was like it had been picked up by ufos that apparently in the show was kind of a little easter egg to that event that showing what happened to the uss eldridge yeah oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> I th- also wouldn't i want to say wouldn't ronin's uh one of ronin uh, mm-hmm. my version the- of ronin's ship is uh, like in the ruins there too yes dark aster yes mm-hmm that's what people pointed out to this this episode five it it had a lot going on in it, and I yeah. think one of the biggest takeaways is all the Easter eggs and all the things yeah. that people were able to find and to dive into and to look and to spot. That's why it definitely to me deserved a rewatch because again, it's like the first viewing of it. you're trying to take everything in, you miss something, so mm-hmm. you want to go back and get that second watch. Because you hear everybody talking about, oh, look for this and look for this, and and this is in there. So you're the next go around. You're really trying to spot all those little details. I think the reason they went so Easter egg heavy with it is since this next episode is going to be the finale, mm-hmm. it's going to be still zany, wonky, uh, Loki, but it's going to be more serious because they're going to be looking to give us a little f- bit of finality to it so that we can uh, mm-hmm. hopefully establish who's going to be the next big baddie yeah. in, in, in the MCU. Yeah. Cause it, right, right now there's no, I mean, outside of Marvel's animated, what if show and we'll, we'll touch on that as, as it gets closer to time for that show. Outside of that, there's really not another Marvel show on the horizon, right? We're jumping back now into movies now that pandemics, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, hopefully on the way out. Yeah what they do now is going to start being reflected in the movies. Well, it would hope make, so. It would make sense if anything's going to be heavy handed in the kind of be part of what's going on in the movie. I think Loki makes the most sense because he was, you know, part of phase one. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he was the, it'd be interesting. Like I said, I guess that's going to, you know, if they really build it, like I said, if it is Kang or whoever it is, I mean, there for a while, like, you know, they were hinting at the scrolls, but I don't know if that's going to be the thing now, or if that's going to be the side project or what. Captain Marvel, you know, they were kind of hinted at the scroll invasion, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, they did touch heavy on that, too. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of things coming together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I've mentioned it in the past. With When it comes to comic books, they're a little more 
loose when it comes to, you know, doing a story here, a story there, because comic book folks are, are, are used to that. But with, mm-hmm. when a, with a movie audience, you have to be a lot more deliberate. Yeah. You really have to spell things out to the extent of like, it's the reason I'm thinking this next episode. And granted, I guess this is going to be one of Kevin's predictions, but um, <laughs> this next episode, we're going to see at the very least, even if it's just like the first time we saw Thanos, where he just like turns his head and he just kind of smiles a little bit. The first time we actually saw him, even if it's just that seeing that of Kang at the very end, we're going to, they're going to drop it and just be like, oh yeah, we got another different colored guy. Mm-hmm. That's going to, <laughs> that's going to be the villain now. And now we get to see him after, uh, I guess maybe next year in, uh, in the Doctor Strange movie, we'll get to see something about it. Could be. I mean, that's kind of the next thing, right? That's one of the next ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. so we don't, we don't think whatsoever. We know that the the three timekeepers revealed in in the fourth episode were androids. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't think that there's actually three real in the flesh timekeepers. That they those were just kind of animatronic avatars of themselves right, right. yeah just the mm-hmm. just an illusion in a sense yeah it, it was the screen for the wizard right okay so and mm-hmm. that's where the wizard of oz yes parallels your drawing mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly oh, yeah. what you see in front of you is not is not real there is a man behind the curtain you know working this yeah. out so yeah i don't i don't know if it was just me i mean i think just you and i are thinking the same thing with this but it's like it was pretty obvious to me whenever you know they they cut the head off and the thing <laughs> fell i was like yeah. first thing i thought was wizard of oz yeah yeah it's the wizard of oz soon we're going to see who the wizard is mm-hmm. you know because because i mean even when you know, Eliath, like i said earlier when the thing opened up and they're walking through it was like they were going to be walking down the yellow brick road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah pretty this. much and i was like it, the parallels are crazy <laughs> so does sylvie have red ruby slippers hiding somewhere oh, click them hills together there's no, no place like home there's no place like home <laughs> and which character is our 2012 loki playing is he the uh the cowardly lion or is he <laughs> <laughs> the tin man that that finally got a heart finally got a heart yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> You can't help but admire Tom Hiddleston and the his acting abilities. Oh, hands he down. He has gone through so many different emotions mm-hmm. and change of heart that you could that you've been able to see on his face. Yeah. Just his facial expressions alone throughout this entire series so far has been absolutely brilliant. Just seeing him realizing how to be a better person, how to be a better I mean, person. I call him that, but he's not, you know, he's not really a person. He he is, <laughs> he is the God of mischief, but how mm-hmm. seeing that he wants to be better. Well, and it, it was interesting because the, the Loki that we knew that we took the journey with through the MCU and just watched him change over time and become a better person, a better person. And now he's the Loki that we all know. And then you get the 2012 version that gets exposed to his timeline mm-hmm. and his fate immediately yeah and just it just goes to show you if loki is given the right i guess the motivation mm-hmm. um and it's and it's told that his glorious purpose didn't mean anything in the end mm-hmm. then he really is a good person yeah. even if he is the god of mischief right yeah and the the few knees to the groin by lady sif i'm sure <laughs> helps speed that up Kind of humbled just a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that, that time loop prison was pretty brutal on him. 
Oh, but uh, you you bring up glorious purpose, classic Loki. Yeah. Final yes. words, yelling glorious purpose, and then oh, so good, man! What a way to go out, realizing he did have a glorious purpose mm-hmm. of, yeah. of helping Sylvie and Loki to to make that journey to wherever they're going in the final episode. Yeah. And um, our 2012 Loki, he can now enchant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He now knows how. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to come up in the last episode. Like I said, are they going to spare? Well, I don't know. He, they does say it in the episode most times, what does this Lokis do? We die, but we still live. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there are any plans for him after this or this will be his, you know, his last hurrah. And then we get back to our Loki. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, we, you know, we've got Thor, Love, and Thunder. Down yeah. the road, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe Hiddleston will be back for that. I'm, I'm hoping. What is the really? What is the next movie? Is 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 it Doctor Strange? Is that the Spider-Man. next? Well, like our, our Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man's, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Uh, and I, I don't know the actual release date for Spider-Man. Um, I would say sometime around De- in it November, Decemberish. Well, the Eternals are and, November. Okay, so Spider-Man's okay. Christmas then. So okay, so but, but but they're already hinting within this one that it's going to be dealing with the multiverse. Yes, right. So well, yeah. Strange is involved. So I mean, yeah, 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 and that became heavily apparent, you know, with with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're heading there. Right, man, this is crazy. It's it's like we, we're getting Loki from one direction. We've got you know they, they bombed the timeline and the timeline went all nuts, and now you got. You know, Wanda, she does her thing and supposedly she's supposed to be a, a, a nexus creature that she can that she's basically the keystone to controlling her timeline. And you know, it's like, where did the why did the TVA show up there? We don't know yet. And now you have Doctor Strange. What is he doing? Is he is he trying to control the timeline as well for what he can do? I love it. We don't know, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> Actually, hold on, we do have another movie. Shang Chi is the next Shang Chi. How did I forget Shang Chi? Yes. Those trailers have been phenomenal. I am looking yes. so forward to Shang Chi. I, I, I blanked on that. I'm so well, sorry. Let, well, let me ask you guys this: It's Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this the same Ten Rings as the Mandarin? It, as Mandarin, Mandarin yeah. yeah. So does this mean we're actually going to get Mandarin for real now? Possibility. Maybe. Like, no, I mean, not, not like Iron Man three fake Mandarin. <laughs> well, I mean, Ben Kingsley was a fake Mandarin in that. Yeah. But, I mean, the real Mandarin was at the end, right? Yeah. So does that mean we're actually we may actually get him as a villain? I mean, he was Iron Man's villain, but I mean, he'd still be pretty awesome. Yeah, I I don't know. I I know that you know the the Ten Rings organization was around it in in Iron Man three. Is this an intro? It, it'll uh, probably a better, be a like what, introduction to the to the probably. Ten Rings. I'm sure it'll be kind of a recon slash reintroduction, kind of like oh they were the guys claiming the BS, but we're really them, you know. And yeah. have they confirmed where this takes place? Uh, on a like subway, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we see him fighting a subway, <laughs> not the restaurant. Oh, it's going to be interesting to know where this takes place in, in the timeline. If they're going to do like a, like they just did with Black Widow. Well, I think everything they, now is back after post post in game type stuff. Like the twenty twenty three is, I think, where is the time or the year that everything's supposed to okay. be taking place. So yeah. we've got it now. So now they've they've got the uh, the folks that were displaced. You know, we were going to be. You know, dealing with that now with everyone that came back, what was it, five years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all that stuff that we had in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we'll be dealing with that mm-hmm. um, in this as well. So that that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I have zero knowledge of most of this stuff going forward, except things that are going to tie back into 
mm-hmm. you know, the Infinity Saga. Yeah. You know, with Guardians, I just wanna, Guardians 3 and Thor Love and Thunder and those things I, I got a grasp on. Eternals, Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah. No. I'm, 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 I'm not knowledgeable at all. Of course, I mean, that, that'd be a good thing, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm purposely not doing any research on this stuff. I lo- I yeah. want to go into the movies. Comic book guys who are into this, who know this lore, good on you. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like Kevin, you know, back when we started the Bama Geeks podcast, Kevin's like, don't want to know. I want to be surprised. I'm the same way going into this new phase of Marvel. I, 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 want, to, I want to find out as we go along the journey. I mean, I want them to bring... I mean, what's stopping them other than you know Netflix? But if they've got them back, what's stopping them from bringing Daredevil back? What's stopping them from bringing Punisher back? You know, they already there's been rumblings that there potentially could be Punisher coming back. You know, well, I, it's Charlie Cox. You know, from mm-hmm. from Daredevil, the the rumor is out there that in the next Spider Man movie he might be around. Yes. You know, there's still the the rumblings that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. might be brought back into the Spider-Man timeline with all this multiverse stuff. Yeah. I mean, with all this uncertainty going on, I'm I'm just taking bets as to who's going to be the first person or first character to say the word mutant. <laughs> you're, because that, that you're was the ready. coveted word that they were not able to say because yeah. that was that was on the Fox side of things. Right. You know, we were never able to even say mutant. I'm really looking forward to who, you know, I'm take, like I said, I'm taking bets as to who is going to say the word mutant first. <laughs> um, is it going to be someone from the TVA? Is it going to, I mean, are we going to get introduced to that here very soon? Guys, in case you haven't been following, I am really, really looking forward to when we figure out how they're going to shoehorn the X-Men into this. Yes. Okay. I want to know how they're going to do it. I mean, if there's anything that, you know, Brock just said, I don't want to know. I want to know how they're going to do this <laughs> because it, it, I mean, are they going to stick with the established universe for X-Men and just do it like its own timeline? I don't know. I mean, that would be cool. It would be a cheap way of doing it. I would really like to, if if they integrated them into the MCU instead of being kind of like a what if thing. Yeah. They're going to get in there somehow. And I, I there's no telling how far down the road Kevin Feige and, and company have thought there's no telling mm-hmm. How far along in the story planning that they are, Marvel's been doing a fantastic job. I know a lot of people are kind of starting to get Marvel burnout. I see a lot of my friends online. It's like, ah, okay, more Marvel. <laughs> I saw that with with Endgame and Infinity War and all that other stuff too. A lot of people are getting tired of it, but I'm I'm excited. I, I want to mm-hmm. see the stories. You know, give us good stories. At least they're not they're not remaking and rehashing things that Hollywood has done before. You know, yeah. yeah. They're coming out with comic book stuff, but at least comic books have provided and continue to provide stories, fantastic stories Mm -hmm. that they can cherry pick from so many things. So we don't know exactly what what we're getting and we may be getting elements here and there of a certain story and here and there of another story. But we're getting or at least we're getting stories that have not been done in Hollywood before. So. Keep going, Marvel. Keep giving us the originality, you know, from the movie standpoint. But I mean, they may be in in phase fifteen by now, in, in, as far as planning. For all we know, we mm-hmm. don't know how far they've gone. Yeah. And how does this stuff not get out? Like, how does it not leak? I mean, <laughs> that's some amazing security if they if they if they've got this planned out as as well as they do. That's amazing. 
I would say lots and lots of probably legal procedures. I mean, you know, they were able to keep this, keep the, the Luke thing for the Mandalorian under wraps pretty well. So yeah. you know. and that's it. They, they put the detonators in their, in the back of their neck. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's just like Jason Reitman and Sony and Ghostbusters Afterlife. We yeah. don't know Jack about this movie so far. And that's, the way I, I love like it. that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we know, we know we got many stay puffs and we know Paul Rudd can get his hands on the trap, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a gunner seat and a really cool looking farmhouse and, and a kid maybe. named podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we know. And they have been so good at keeping this stuff under wraps and, and, and that's, it's refreshing. Yeah. And, maybe and it's just that Hollywood's getting better at that. Could be, which is hard to do in an online society. Yeah. Well, that, well, that or that is now more traceable to find out who does it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, anything else on Loki? No, just just looking forward to seeing how all this plays out in the end. What is going to be revealed in this season finale that will be airing the same day that this podcast drops? So, so we will we will <laughs> we will be recapping a a two week old episode of the finale the mm-hmm. next time I'm sure, <laughs> and then I don't know maybe we can break away from recaps after that and start hammering on a lot more local. You know, maybe some more Alabama stuff related to to pop culture and entertainment, which is, you know, what we've done. Like we said, we talked about mm-hmm. my cousin Benny and everything, but it's going to kind of be a little bit of a lull. It, it will be. I mean, we have uh, just a, a bit of a preview. At some point here in the near future, we're going to uh, do a little segment of Alabama's tie-in to uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. We mm-hmm. actually have a tie-in to Labyrinth that we're going we're gonna to regale you guys with. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's more movies tied into Alabama than just Forrest Gump <laughs> and my cousin Vinny. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, we got lots planned. You know, the Marvel shows are wrapping up outside of What If. If we dive into that, which we'll 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 touch on some of the things that that we know are coming up in What If. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's coming out in August. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll touch on that. We're not going to stop reviews or anything like that. But and you know, Brock, we're forgetting this, and, and it, it depend it depends on what your opinion of this is. But we have the Robert Pattinson versions of the uh, the Batman movies coming yep. out next year, oh. and those look phenomenal. Hey, I'm that from I'm what all, I've seen, I'm on board. They yeah. released that trailer of the Batman. Was it a trailer? It was a teaser. They, they oh, yeah. released an official yeah. teaser after shooting like only 15% of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. teaser was, Oh, I need to go back and rewatch it. It was gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, Batman with no sparkle. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Here we <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Robert Pattinson has already came out and said, I want the Batman, my Batman to see every villain. Oh. And I'm like, so we could, we could see, you know, a, a better Riddler, a proper penguin. I'm like this right here. I mean, they've always depended upon either Superman or Batman to guide the DC universe. You know, this could put them back on track. I mean, it really, it really could. Batman, Batman's rogues gallery. Yep. The enemies Mm -hmm. for Batman. I'm sorry. Are the best out there. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's, that's the DC fanboy in me. I'm perfectly fine having another version of the Joker. I'm cool. Yeah. Let's, let's just do it. Let's get Robert Pattinson in front of it. I want that, I want that brutal Batman. I, I, I love it. That, that's just, it looks amazing. One thing I like about the Batman is it's going to be a detective noir mm-hmm. yes. movie. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's going to be 
too much of an origin story because Lord knows we don't need another Batman origin story. We've had those. <laughs> we know. And Christopher, it- Christopher Nolan nailed it with, with Batman Begins. That's still – Batman 89 is my – is tied for my number one. The Dark Knight tied right there with it. But Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy mm-hmm. is, is phenomenal. And we don't need another story, but a a young Bruce, a young Batman – detective noir style that I cannot wait to see that version. So we have that to look forward to. So, you know, you were mentioning the lull with Marvel. Um, I think DC is going to fill some of that hole a little bit at the very least in our discussions and whatnot. The suicide Um, squad, James Gunn suicide squad is coming out here very Mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. And snake eyes, GI Joe origins Mm -hmm. is hitting this month as well. And give me that all day long. That looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I I love how that looks. So I, I cannot wait. I've, I've got all the action figures pre-ordered. The GI Joe classified <laughs> Snake Eyes Origins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those figures. I'm, I'm sorry, honey. The bank account's going to take a hit when the figures come out, but not too big because they're not releasing that many for wow. this movie. I, Man, that eye roll that I just saw. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just know this is coming, so, you know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I'm on the side of the street with my pencils and my tin cup. I'm selling them, trying to bring in a quarter here and there. There is a plasma center that is opening up in our town, too, yeah. as well. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. hey there we go. That hey. blood money. Dude, <laughs> we, we saw the building for it the other day. It, it's it's physically built. So as soon as they get started, we're going to pull a bow. We're going to go donate plasma to fund these <laughs> new G.I. Joe figures. <laughs> oh, Kevin, you'll enjoy this. Uh, before we get out of here, season two of the Mandalorian trading cards, those sets mm-hmm. came out recently. I had them pre-ordered from Big Bad Toy Store and wound up getting those here at the house while we were on vacation. And the, if you bought the box, they're in a, they're in a tin that is the child. It's a child-shaped tin and guaranteed one autograph or one sketch card in mm-hmm. each tin. So I wound up getting two autograph cards. The first autograph uh, was uh, Chris Bartlett, who was the teacher droid in season oh, two okay. of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I didn't know who he was outside of being the teacher droid. But it turns out he's he's like the C-3PO fill-in for a lot of these other Star Wars projects mm-hmm. that, you know, Anthony Daniels is not doing mm-hmm. or has done. Uh, he's been the fill-in. Um, kind of, I think he started off as like a five or first guy, but he's now been brought on. He he played mm-hmm. a couple of other characters in season two of, of Mando, but the other autograph card that I got, I was so happy. Misty Rosas, frog lady on a frog lady card, <laughs> really? her autograph. And I was so I, cool. I jumped for joy when I got that. I'm like, I got the frog lady. So, yeah, got her autograph. <laughs> I know she played Quill as well, but to get her as the Frog Lady mm-hmm. on the uh, her autograph on the Frog Lady card was really exciting for me. Nice, yeah. Now, if you'd have gotten it for like the season one trading cards, you'd have gotten her autograph for Quill. That would have been like jackpot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. The I I didn't I haven't collected any cards from from season one of Mandalorian, but I did wind up doing like the Tops Authentic eight by tens, and mm-hmm. I did wind up pulling Cara Doom, Gina Carano. Uh, an nice. eight by ten of that. So, despite what many people feel about her or whatever else, I love that character, and I was just super happy to pull that as a mystery yeah. eight by ten signed by her from the 
from the yeah, top politics story. aside, the character's phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought you you get a kick out of that. I got frog Thank lady you, autograph. Man. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, anything else you want to touch on before we ride off into the sunset? Mm, no, I think I've, I think I'm good over here. All right. Apparently, everybody else is, is <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, everybody's yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, "Look, so much is getting late. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get back into work mode tomorrow. Yeah, we're, we're a week uh, off. We're, so. we're over here uh, muting our mics and competing on yawns. Yeah. At this point. So, yeah, yeah. We lo- we love you guys to death, but you know we always record this kind of late. So, yeah. and yep. especially after it's been a it's been a week long vacation and a long drive yesterday, and yeah, yeah. So we're gonna wrap this up. And get it pushed out to you, hopefully in time for the season finale of Loki. And hope you guys have a wonderful couple of weeks until we talk to you again. So thanks for listening. As always, at Bama Geeks on all the socials, BamaGeeks at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for all the interactions and all the downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, the analytics are looking really nice. Yeah. And we really appreciate the support. So, so much appreciation. Thank you so much, everyone. Yep. Hit us up, say hello, we'll say hi back, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. May the force be with you.